0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Witch's Den. My name is Laika. So today we're going to continue with our tarot series. Um, We're up to lesson 5, the Major Arcana Cards. Um, We're going to talk about uh, the Major Arcana Cards and then historical themes in the Major Arcanas. Um, This is probably going to be... It's going to be pretty long, guys, because there's like eight pages of information. So, so sorry that I didn't get this out to you yesterday like I had told you guys I would. Some stuff happened and came up. So, anyway, I'm here now. So, lesson five major arcana cards. So uh, um, tarot cards are a collection of secrets that, when decoded, reveal the information from your subconscious mind. So like in a standard tarot deck of 78 cards, 22 of those cards are going to be the major arcana cards. These major arcana cards are called the heart of the deck, guys. Um, This lesson discusses the major arcana cards in detail. So first off, what are major arcana cards? Well, they are, like I said, the heart of the tarot deck representing the universal characteristics of human life. They symbolize the spiritual, intellectual, emotional, and physical features of the person that you're reading for. Um, Most of these cards represent the complete characteristics of a person. So, like, they're numbered from 0 to 21. So, each card conveys, like, a specific message. The image on these major arcana cards represent different mythological figures, gods, goddesses. Um, not all the tarot decks have the same images, of course, and the images or, or the pictures that they have differ from respect to the each tarot, dark, uh, tarot deck theme and philosophy. Um, historical themes in the Major Arcana. The image on each of the, of the cards represents different historical themes and mythological beliefs. So since each tarot deck has different meanings, the commonly suggested interpretations of the Major Arcana cards are what we're going to talk about so first up we have the fool the number of this card is a zero the card lies at you know the beginning of the tarot card deck it's very different from other cards the fool in some decks represents like the greek god of wine um the fool is considered (coughs) excuse me the fool is considered to be very intelligent he himself is happy about the fact that he is innocent the fool does not care about others He does um, have views about himself. He's always going in his own little way. Um, It represents, basically this card will represent like a new beginning or a new experience, new paths. Um, The Fool represents the element Air and the planet Uranus. So the next that we're going to talk about is called the Magician. The number of the card is a 1. The Magician is a messenger of God's. The Magician is a person of action, creation, individuality, um, originality, willpower, and confidence. He has wonderful blessing of transformation, guys. His power into his own will. Okay, so he's going to receive this power from the source outside of his body, but still have his full control over it. So that's pretty cool. Um, in some cases, though... Um, He may lose his self-confidence, and the magician represents the planet Mercury. So, let's talk about the High Priestess. So, the High Priestess card is a number two. The High Priestess represents the Egyptian goddess named Isis, who was the bridge between God and men. She represents the guardian of the unconscious mind, and she's a secret holder. It's very difficult to reveal her mysteries and secrets, and she does represent the moon. The Empress is the number three card. Um, She represents Mother Goddess with a female wisdom, fertility, and power. Uh, The card strengthens the relationship of humankind with the natural world. So the primary power of this card, guys, is like the power of creation. She hardly demands or makes conditions. Um, This person that pulls this card will always love everybody. Um, And then the Empress represents the planet Venus and the spring season. The Emperor, which is like the opposite of the Empress, the Emperor is the number card of four. He represents the masculine energy that has a relation with father gods like Zeus and Thor. He has a power of mind that could shape the whole world, guys. He's a very confident person with disciplinary actions. Um, he's a guardian, a protector, a provider. The astrological sign that's associated with him is the Aries, which I found very, um, interesting. So the next card we'll talk about is the death card guys. Now remember the death card does not always mean that death and dying or decay. It's normally, um, it's normally means something about like change or, or, bringing on change and blessings. Um, so this card, sorry, I keep yawning. The number of card is 13. The death card will indicate Hades, you know, the gods and the goddess of death. Um, the death card is not a card of death. Like I said, it's a card of transformation guys. It's where your inner dead feelings are transformed. So the appearance of this card begins, um, to represent a big change in like your lifestyle and your attitude. The astrological sign of this card is a Scorpio. The temperance card, um, is the number 14. Oh my goodness, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) It's a number 14 card, and it represents um, Iris, the Greek goddess of rainbow, who behaves as a messenger. Um, This card depicts the process of reconstruction and harmony. The appearance of the card indicates compromise, moderation, cooperation. The astrological sign it's associated with is Sagittarius. Then you have the devil card, which... Um, The number is 15. The devil card represents Pan, which is the god of nature and sex. Um, The devil card does not represent any evil force from outside of the body. It rather represents like the internal lack of self-control and associates the sign of Capricorn. Which brings us to number 16 card, the tower. Tower card represents the biblical story of the Tower of Babel. The appearance of this card indicates an unexpected or shocking event or problem. So the tower card represents the planet Mars. Um, The Hierophant is the number five card. Um, The Hierophant is some card, in some card decks is called the Pope or the High Priest. Um, The Teacher of Apollo is figured in this card in some decks as well. This card represents official learning and and basically institutional values, guys. Um, The Hierophant himself is depicted as a holy man. Uh, He does have the power over groups and is often represented in groups. Astrological sign of the Hierophant is the Taurus. You have the Lover's Card. The number is six for the Lover's Card. And the Lover's Card is going to represent Eros, of course. Uh, Also known as Cupid, who's the son of Aphrodite, who's um, called the Goddess of Love. So, this card represents love and sex. This card predicts the relationship based on intense love. The relationship need to be, um, need not have to be, you know, sexual. However, um, this card also carries the meaning of choice and choice between, like, your spouse and somebody else. The astrological sign of this card is Gemini. Which brings us to the chariot. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, and the number of this card is seven. The chariot card represents the Greek sun god, um, who drives the chariot across the sky. If you guys can remember that from myth, uh, your mythology classes in some cards it does rep- it's represented by like Julius Caesar, Riding his chariot towards Rome. So it kind of has that effect. Um, it symbolizes conflict ending into victory though, guys. This card is an emotional control card. It represents that nobody can function without emotions. Where emotions are the horses without which the chariot, chariot can't move. You know, The astrological sign for this card is the ch- of the chariot is the cancer. Um, the number eight card is the strength. The strength card represents the Greek goddess, Artemis. This card denotes the internal emotional strength, not the physical strength. And this card will represent the person who can control the emotions and can rise above them. So the astrological sign of the strength card is the Leo. Um, I happen to be a Leo. So that to me made perfect sense. All right, guys, we will be right back um, after these words hi guys and welcome back to the witch's den so we're talking about lesson five um major arcana cards we left off with the last card we talked about being the strength card which the uh, astrological sign for that was Leo which is what I am so we're going to move on to the world guys and the number of the world card is 21 this card is the last of the major arcana and represents completion this indicates a final achievement in the material world sometimes it represents an end where the end is considered to be the rest before a new beginning appears this card does represent the planet Saturn the hermit card is number nine it represents the god of time the appearance of this card though should um, give an alarm and issues should be dealt with peace and politeness so if you see this card it means that you're dealing with some issues and you need to deal with it with peace and politeness guys the card recommends advice from a trustworthy person Mm -hmm. that you trust um, and that you can trust. It all re- also, this card represents the Greek aesthetic, um, I'm going to probably butcher this, Diogenes, D-I-O-G-E-N-E-S, um, who was in search of an honest man with a lantern in one hand. The astrological sign of this card is Virgo. Um, that brings us to the Wheel of Fortune, which is the number 10 card. The Wheel of Fortune represents the three fates. So this corresponds to the forces of destiny and fate, guys. The appearance of this card depicts that changes will happen surely and very soon. The Wheel of Fortune represents the planet Jupiter. The Justice card, which is number uh, 11 in the Major Arcana, it is um, representing the essence of truth, of justice and and fairness. Um, The appearance of this card, though, depicts the consequence of the past in the present and the future. Uh, The astrological sign of this card is the Libra. We're almost done, guys. Um, Thanks for hanging in there with me. The hangman, which is card number 12, symbolizes Odin, the Norse god who hung in order to gain knowledge. Um, The appearance of this card signifies that greater knowledge and wisdom can be obtained only when that person is ready to sacrifice something. So it represents the planet Neptune and the element water. The next card is the star. The number of this card is 17. The star card indicates Venus, the goddess of love. This card is a card of faith. It brings happiness, hope, unexpected gifts, and, you know, events uh, that are uh, of a positive nature. Um, The astrological sign for this card is Aquarius. The moon is our next card, which is card number 18. It represents the triple goddess, guys, and pagan mythologies. So, um, the moon card would be our triple goddess symbol. The moon indicates that something that that person has idolized is not correct and that the hidden issues should be revealed properly before it's too late. And the astrological sign of this card is Pisces. Um, the last card is in the major arcana is called the sun the number of this card is 19, and the sun card represents, get ready for it, guys, the Egyptian sun god, Ra. That's right, Ra. This card represents the happy events, though, and the feelings. It, the ultimate ending of this card is always happiness. So when you pull this, or you know, for the people that you're reading, it's going to mean always happiness. It represents the sun and the season for summer. All right, guys, that's all I have for lesson five today. Um, I will be trying to get lesson six done as soon as possible, which lesson six will contain the minor arcana cards. So we're going to talk about those. Um, The minor arcana cards, just to give you a little um, insight, are the wands, cups, swords, and pentacles. So, all right, guys. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Bye.